Pacific BMX Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live from Las Vegas. It is noon Pacific, January 23rd, 2014. We are here in Las Vegas, and we're to discuss the 2014 AMA Monster Energy Supercar Series. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing for coming on board, making this happen. Did you know that Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear? They do. Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. You know who wears Fly Racing? Weston F. and Pike wears Fly Racing. So we're going to talk about him in a little bit coming up from his awesome finish at A2 to this weekend at Oakland. Also, too, NFAB, if you've got a truck and you're listening to this, and I'm betting most of you do, you've got to go to n-fab.com, associate sponsor of JGR Yamaha. They support the sport, and uh, they make the quality Nerf bars, pre-runners, other off-road accessories. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking bars out there. They are committed to building heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality parts for all the traded, tr- latest trucks and SUVs dating back to the 80s. They're working on their Ridgeline division. It is firing up as we speak. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the show, producing it, handling things behind the scenes, Ryan Dungey's number one fan, the Tits Legendary. What's up, Steve? How are you, Tits? Pretty good. Really? Thank you. Yeah? Yeah, thanks for asking. Even though Ryan Dungey... Leading, sprinting away from the oh, field, man. goes down, and Chad Reed wins. Chad you know, Reed! You know what? I, I drowned my sorrows in Chad, Chad Reed's win. I, you could not be happier for the guy. Really? Really. Oh, that's good. I was, I was very – a Dungey win would have been great, but mm-hmm. you know what? I think a Chad Reed win was actually better. Did you think he was going to win this year? Um – I wouldn't have put money on saying that he would. So you did So you did it. No, you did it. It surprised me if he did, but I, I'm you, not you, going as far enough to say. You didn't think so, and neither did I. I, I wouldn't have said, I said, yeah. and I said many times, hey, he can win a race. Uh, he'll be better than he was right. last year. Right. Did I think he was going to win a race? Probably not. Right. Probably not. Possible, but you, yeah. you wouldn't say. Yep, I wouldn't bet I money so. on it. I wouldn't have bet money. You, know, so, you know who would have? Swiss Corps. JT. Two two guys right there, probably. Oh yeah, you don't got to look at the phone lines. I'm just saying. No, Jay. I thought you were saying another big fan. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, so thanks to, for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Infab. We are going to give away a Fly Racing Roller Grande gear bag. Tits, you cannot win. It sinks huge. It's got a mat you can change on. It's 125 bucks retail. It rolls. It's a massive gear bag, and it's a top of the line uh, Fly Racing gear bag. We're going to give that away to a random caller. 702-586-7857. Feel free to call in. Also, too, we got two tickets to Oakland with pit passes. That's right, Oakland Supercross this weekend at the O.com Stadium. Commitment to excellence where the Oakland Raiders dominate so many people over the years in the 1970s. Not so much now, but in the 70s. We're going to give away two tickets to Oakland uh, with pit passes, courtesy of the folks at NFAM. That's right. So thanks to those guys for um, coming on board and doing that for you. Fly Racing, we're going to give away the gear bag. We're going to take your calls all show long, uh, whatever you got to say. And uh, let's go right to the phones right now. We're going to have Jason Wygant on too, by the way. Uh, but let's take our first call right now. It is Ian. Ian, you are the first caller. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, how's it going? So I actually had two kind of mechanic-type questions for you. I do um, not, I do not know. The first one is what, 
Do you want to talk I'm to a real? Do you want to talk to a real mechanic or myself? Uh, you, you'll do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I can answer. So, I thought guys were running bib mooses. How are they getting flats? Are they really running inner tubes? Yeah, they run tubes and supercross. A lot of guys don't like the mooses. There was a sort of a an onslaught of mooses in supercrosses a few years ago. Um, but now I think guys have gone back to tubes. You know, they run a heavy-duty tube. They don't run like a normal tube that it's, it's in your bike. Um, so they run a heavy-duty tube. And, uh, yeah, pretty crazy, man. Three flats that I know of. And the rocks, I talked to the Dunlop guy. I talked to Brian Fleck at Dunlop. The rocks were coming up. There were some rocks right on lips, you know, like on-offs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah that uh, wow, gnarly. Crazy. So, and then my other question for you is that sometimes, and maybe it's just uh, the TV playing tricks, but it looks like the bikes have are smoking on the line. Um, am I crazy? Because they're four-strokes, yet it looks like there's some smoke coming out some of the bikes. Um, no, you're not crazy. They, they, they could be overheating. Four-strokes get hot fast, and they sit there for a long time, and they, uh, they could okay. overheat a little bit. It's a common thing with four-strokes. You'll see it in the Nationals for sure. A lot of the factory bikes run uh, overflow canisters, so if anything drips out, it goes back into the overflow canister and back into the radiator. So you may see, like, privateer guys overheating. Um, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's common. They sit on the line for a long time. Sometimes guys um, let them run too long. I know when I was at Yamaha, we would try to wait as long as we could to start the bike because they did get hot so fast. So Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. All right. Thanks for uh, calling Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Luke. Yeah. What up? Nah, nothing. Question, uh, whatever happened to Derek Anderson? I don't know. What did happen to Derek Anderson? I'm hoping the guy with all the answers has an answer. I mean, I haven't heard anything from him no, or about him. me neither. What, what, who was he supposed to be riding for? He's or? just a privateer. Um, yeah, he raced Supercross last year. He's not great at Supercross, but he did okay. He made some mains on the 250 uh, Supercross class, and then, of course, he did okay in the outdoors two years ago i think last year he had a few good races but he was hurt a little bit um but uh no i don't know what happened to him it's a good question yeah it's just just weird because he had all those awesome videos that everybody was pumped on you know from motorsport yeah and then he just fell off the map yeah he did he did he had it was really driven to ride i think series um maybe he's been hurt or maybe someone can call us in or text me whoever's listening and let me know what's up with Derek anderson but i haven't seen him so uh all right. yeah thanks luke cool thanks Eric Anderson, where are you? That's right. All right, so some stats for you guys here. James Stewart has two wins out of his last three Oakland Supercrosses. Dirt will be better. Stu got second on the weekend. He was feeling under the weather. Maybe this weekend we will see yellow rain from James Stewart. Uh, Chad Reed, I want to know from you guys, is he a real contender or not for this Supercross title? Like, Can he really win this thing? What do you guys think? Um, RV? Would you be worried if you're RV? Um, Angry Dungy, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, all things I want to talk about. And then, of course, the 250 series. Um, Derek Anderson's penalty knocked him back uh, out of the points lead. Um, otherwise, he would have 1-1-2 one, one, finishes through three races. And, of course, Osborne and Wilson. Is it time to panic? They're 13 points back in the 250 Supercross series. So what do you guys think? But never mind what I think and never mind what you guys think. This this guy's got all the answers. Racer X's online editor. Jason Wygant. Oh, yeah. I'm so much smarter than anybody else. Absolutely. Congratulations on the brand-new site launch that no one likes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think they're uh, batting a 1,000. Every new website that's ever been launched ever that, you people know, don't like. That's exactly it. I've launched some, um, and uh, 
Um, it's not. It's not perfect. I'm not going to say yeah. that. That's you know, it's entirely blameless. But uh, yeah, okay, you've been through the same thing. When people go to it every single day for years, anything new is not nearly going to be no. as comfortable as what they've been doing. Change is scary. Change is scary. <laughs> um, so I want to post a picture of the website from like 1999 and be like, okay, if we don't change things, <laughs> this is what well, we have. No, it's fine. And people get used to it. I just, I have to laugh. I was getting tweets about it too. Like, tell those guys to change it up. Yeah, okay, all right. They spent how many dollars and how many man hours building this new site? And they're just going to go, oh, scrap it. Forget it. No one, yeah, no one you know what's it. funny? Like, that old website, uh, man, we used to have graphs and schematics on the walls. We had looked at like 50 other websites or 100 other websites and realized they all had that look. That's the way they all looked three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them look like that anymore. It's just. Whatever it is, Web 3.0 or 5.0, yeah. wherever we are. Yeah. Did you did Did you guys study pulp? Uh, no. No. We don't even. Where 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 do you, Where'd you find that? Nowhere. It's It's on the internet somewhere. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey. Uh. So. All right. Let's Let's get the business. Our phone Phone lines are are filling up here. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're giving away a fly racing roller gear bag and tickets to Oakland. If you want to go to Oakland, call in and. Uh, and we'll give you some tickets to Oakland, courtesy of NFAB. So, first question for you, Weege, uh, James Stewart. Two out of the last three Oaklands, he's won. He got a second last week. He's had a quiet Supercross season. Yeah, he did the big crash at A1, but, uh, you know, even that was sort of steady through the pack, and then he crashed, but it wasn't a typical James Stewart crash, according to some people. Um, could we, I could see him winning this weekend. The, the dirt at Oakland is different from Anaheim and Phoenix. Yeah, that's going to be the first real, uh, real change-up. But uh, what is funny nowadays, though, just wait, everyone, till we go east and we get tracks that have softer dirt and ruts. You will hear every single top rider say, that suits me better. <laughs> they, so, they do, right? So yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure. It, it is probably better for Stewart, but it's also, I bet you Reed, Barsha, uh, Villapoto, Dungy, uh, I don't even know, go down the line. They would all say that it's better dirt for them also. But, yeah, Stewart has had a lot of success. At this uh, yeah. at this facility, especially when it gets nasty, I think his kind of natural talent of being able to do jumps and ruts and stuff like yeah. that really comes into play. Is this one of the races he won on the JGR bike? Yeah, I yeah. And if was, you remember yeah. that, that was a pretty convincing one. He just it was. passed uh, Vill- uh, Reed and uh, Villapoto was all over him, and he pulled away from those guys. So yeah, I think sometimes, I mean, I think we all know that Stewart's pure talent on a bike and technical skill is is maybe matched by some, but definitely not exceeded. By many. I haven't seen so, uh, that type of talent yeah. since Ferry retired, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. many say that. Many say right. that. So yeah. when it gets really difficult like that, I think sometimes his ability to put the bike exactly where it wants uh, really helps. But I think it's going to take some nasty conditions to get that bad. The dirt might be different, but I don't think it's expected to be a mutter or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I check the weather. Weather's supposed to be good and clear. Um, Oakland is an open-air stadium. The commitment to excellence, the Oakland Raiders play there. Along with the Oakland A's, so it shows. I, I it just shows. I hope none of the ba- I hope none of the dugouts overflow with sewage. Um, yeah, Stewart's going to be good this weekend. There's no doubt. He was good last weekend, but do you think? Did you see Stewart and, and Reed talking on the podium? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, and did you did you talk to Stu after the race? I believe. Yes. Okay, I did. did he, he was um. He seemed fuming. To, oh, you think? Okay. Oh, wasn't happy at all. Okay, because I didn't see him. I read your comments. He seemed politically correct in the comments. I was going to yeah. say, I was surprised that he took this as well as he did, but apparently I'm off. He did take this tough. He did take oh, this Oh, he looked so 
so mad. I mean, <laughs> okay. yes, we can say that it was a good ride. Anytime you finish second, you really have to say it's a good ride, right? But, you know, this is the kind of thing that blew our mind when we saw it a couple years ago, and now we're used to it. James Stewart was in the lead a lot in that race, and he was not fast enough to pull away. He just wasn't fast enough to get away. Mm-hmm. Ken Roxham would stay with him. Filippoto caught him and then challenged him. Then Chad Reed caught him. So that's three guys that had a shot at him. I mean, this is five years ago. If James Stewart's in the lead, nobody is hanging with him, let alone three riders. Mm-hmm. So it still has to be a bit of a tough pill to swallow. And I don't know if Chad Reed's ever beaten him quite like that. So I wouldn't expect him to be happy. Is, is Chad Reed truly a title contender? I know we addressed this on Racer X Online, three questions. Is he truly a title contender? Yeah, I believe so, because all the other elements that you need are obviously going to be there with Reed. As long as he's fast enough to win every once in a while, uh, he's not going to do anything dumb. He's not going to be inconsistent. He's got all his other ingredients. He's got experience. We know that. Generally, the only time Reed's ever been out of the title hunt is when he's just so off the pace that he can't make it. He just can't materialize it every once in a while. But I think we saw there that's not going to be the case. I don't expect him to be Anaheim too good all the time, but I think he'll be good enough enough to stay close, and maybe he'll have a few more of those magic-type nights. That's usually how it works for him. Doesn't that Phoenix race scare you, though? That's my that scares me from saying from being as confident as you, and then of course JT who's highly motivated. Um, that Phoenix race scares me from saying it because he struggled. He barely got tenth, I think. I think he passed for tenth on the last couple laps, and like you, you can't do that if you're a title contender. Well, that scares I, I think me. One of the issues is um, I, I've said it before. The numbers are a little bit skewed nowadays. Even with uh, Millsaps, Kennard, Tomac out, you're still going with like six or seven pretty good guys. I mean, Barsha was having what would have been a terrible race for him had he not fallen in Anaheim 2. He still would have finished seventh, right? Right. Like, that's just like as good as you're possibly going to do, no matter what. So I I have to say, as bad a start Reed had, I didn't watch him much in there. I don't know how far he was behind. Was he not gaining enough? I remember by the time I think he got to whatever the last spot he was in, I think was ninth. Brock Tickle was like two straightaways ahead, and you're like, well, he's not going any further than that. Yeah. Um, I'd have to see a few more of those to know if that wasn't just, what are you going to do? That's the way it is now, or he's got a problem. I, I am not all in on the title contender bandwagon. I'm not all in. I got to see. He can't have Phoenix races. Yeah, I, so. well, that's for sure. And it's not just the number. I know we're saying, like, you can get points back. You know, a ninth points-wise, there's going to be worse than that. I mean, look at Stewart and Anaheim 1. Yeah. Or Villapoto, 16th last year, you know, the opener. They, you can overcome those points, but it's more, I know what you're saying, the eye test yeah. wasn't good. And I've had my theory that the older guys, what you're, you know, you're not going to see them bring it every weekend. Maybe that's a matter of that. But I can't judge based on one bad race. I can't. It's hard to say. But you can judge on one good race? Aha! Busted. <laughs> well, there, when you see him ride like that, you're like, okay, he's pretty much Chad Reed as we're used to. See. I mean, how many races have there been? Where Chad Reed did what he did in Phoenix, you don't see that. Yeah, uh, you got a point. Uh, let's get. To I, some... I've, I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred times what he did on Saturday night. So I'm like, okay, I can buy that. All right, so you're on the Reed bandwagon. I got it. I got it. Who's got yeah. a better shot, Reed or Dungey? From right now, they're tied in points, right? Yeah, I got to go Dunge. Oh, I would go Dunge. Yeah, I'd still go Dunge. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't think Reed at this point is going to go out there and just be out and out the best dude and just beat everybody straight up. But right. that's not how. Supercross works, right? You're going to have ups and downs. 
and he's pretty well suited to that type of thing. But so is Dungey. So I would put Dungey ahead of him. That doesn't mean Chad's not a contender. But if you want to be put money on which one, I, I guess I'd still favor Dungey. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Kevin, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. What, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, question. Two questions. One. Jason Anderson, if you protested those points, the deductions? Uh, no, no, I don't believe so. He had 24 hours, I think, after, and I didn't see. Surprisingly, I didn't hear much protest out of those guys, Weege. They seemed to take it. Uh, when I went to the AMA folks at the end of the night and asked them, they said it was pretty cut and dry from their eyes that the penalty was necessary. And I said, oh, so you didn't even get any arguing? And they're like, well, we're not going to go that far. <laughs> yeah, People are always going to yeah. argue. So well, there was some pushback of some sort, but I guess, yeah, not. Not fully on paper, new rule, or whatever that's worth. New rule, Kevin, this year. Jumping on a red cross, it's not seconds, it's not one spot, it's not uh, pull a random number out of a hat spot, it's two spots. They wanted to clarify that, They've and they, rightfully so, They've kind of, the AMA has come under some heat for having some different penalties here and there, and they, ju- yeah. they try to judge things. It is now two spots. So, no matter what, two spots, uh, oh. doesn't matter how far ahead you are, or behind you are, or whatever, so... Uh, what's, your other, good. what's your other question? Uh, Oakland Supercross tickets. What about what? them? You want to win them? How do I win those things? Yeah. Please. Where do you, Where do you live? I live uh, just about forty five minutes outside of Oakland. Why don't All you already are going? And why don't you already food. have tickets, Kevin? I don't understand. Financials, financially struggling uh, right now, guys. I hear you. I hear you. All right. I uh, you you've got my you've tugged my heartstrings. Uh, you win. You win the two <laughs> tickets. Two tickets to Oakland nice, with pit dude. passes, courtesy of NFAB. Uh, when you do get some money, Kevin, and you get back on your feet, buy some shit from NFAB. Got it. You got it. All Thank right, you, guys. We're, we're going to put you on hold. Tits will take your info. Cool. Thank you. All right. See, we, we just we make winners here. Wow. Unbelievable. Is that um, helping the sport, or are you stealing? Oh. I don't know. What... Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know. When a guy <laughs> could have paid money but didn't, and then he's going free, I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe you bought those tickets with your own money. Did you do that? Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. Good job. Sure you did. Uh, hey, Mike, yep. what's up, man? Hey, I also wanted to win the tickets because I've been unemployed uh, in December. But anyway, I'm sorry, um, Mike. I have a question about uh, rear wheels staying yeah. true. It seems like often on Supercross, they uh, like to tap the, the back wheel on the, the lip of the jump. And I know I have a problem keeping my rear wheel true. Um, just wondering if they have the same problem or if they're just using better wheels. No, the, they have the same problem. They are using, you know, for outdoors, you'll put a stronger rim on sometimes. Um, for Supercross, though, weight is everything, and they'll just run, a, you know, a standard rim on the back, um, and they'll replace them every, ah, well, if you were me, I replace them about every uh, eight races. A, a good mechanic does about four races. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll run different wheels during the day. So you'll run, you'll have three sets of wheels, right, uh, with different tires, or the same tire, or whatever. So you'll spread the load across three different tires so your wheels won't get too badly out of true. But they do replace them. For sure they get bent. Um, on a brand new... I remember with a Steel Frames bike, uh, Mike, you would take a brand new bike, go out there, uh, re- practice or test for a day of Supercross, come back, measure it. You'd sometimes be four millimeters out just from a, a day of, of testing at Supercross. So wow. the bikes do get... Do get tested. Very nice. Well, love the show, and uh, I'll keep listening. Thanks, yeah, guys. thanks, Mike. Bye. Oh, now I feel bad for not giving the tickets to Mike. It's a great question. Hey, this is Sophie's choice. Only one of them could have walked. They away both seem like they had financial issues. 
Don't we all? <laughs> Not you. I just paid you for this show. Yeah, I'm rolling deep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brandon wants to talk about Dungy and Reed. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Hey, Weege. Um, to the last caller, have them buy some W's, right? Yeah, you can buy W wheels, um, and they can make your own set of wheels with DID rims or anything you want. But there's still, unfortunately, W does not have a cure for casing triples. The rims will get yeah. will get bent. Hey, question: um, Do you think Dungey feels better or worse about uh, you know his ride um, at Anaheim two based on angry Dungey, um, you know, taking sixth or you know Dungey consistent Dungey getting second? That's a good question. If you're Ryan Dungey, why again? And it's obvious that someone, someone got to him and said, you got to get angry. Um, it didn't work out. But if you're done, are you, are you going back to the motorhome? I mean, like, look, jackasses, you told me to be aggressive and be, you know, angry. And now look, at I'm on the ground. Or are you saying? I thought about that. Absolutely, I okay. thought about that. I wonder, you know, it's, it's really easy for us to all sit back and say, all he's got to do is be more aggressive, but don't make any more mistakes than you normally do. Like, those things are as they say, diametrically opposed, right? right? If you try to run it in on more guys, if you try to push it harder early in the race when things are sketchy, there is a chance you're going to crash more. Now, there is also a chance that that crash is just a coincidence. Uh, you know, the track's pretty sketch, but you don't see Dungy do that very often. So no. it's, it's so easy to say all he's got to do is turn up the aggression 10%, but do not crash any more than you normally do. You've got to figure he would have done that all along if it's that easy. So... I do think there's a little bit of wondering. Although, when was the last time Dungey was out front like that? Yeah, uh, and just grabbing the lead and taking off. I, I almost think that that even played into it as well. You know, the yeah, the I am. You know, I think sometimes the difference in Supercross between a whole shot and a good start is just uh, not balls not outness, whole shot. right? Balls outness. Yeah, and balls out. Maybe there's a little more balls outness there. Did Dunge get the whole shot? I don't think he did. Did, uh, he did. He actually got the whole shot of Ward. Oh, he, he did? He actually had to come to the stage and talk and said, uncharacteristic mistake for me. Oh, okay. Um, right. Yeah, uh, so unless if he can truly point to that start and those opening laps were because of the aggression, which is obviously a great thing to get out front like that and get that start. Otherwise, I think he might say, I don't know if this is necessarily better. Yeah. Yeah, good question uh, for sure, Brandon. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what he, you know, if Angry Dunge comes back, Angry Blending Turtle Dunge. And then we already touched on Reed a little bit. Um, so, Wigan, did you have lunch over at the JGR shop? How was their chi uh, after uh, Brayton, uh, you know, passed uh, Villapoto in the, the, the heat? And um, how's, how's their aura over there at JGR? Yeah, they're pretty happy right now because they – it's not just that Brayton's riding well, but I think everybody that's watching it feels like the bike is, is, is working well, which is probably something that hasn't been said about the Yamahas for a while. So – it's starting to look like maybe this new Yamaha is good, is better, is an improvement. Uh, it's not just Brayton. I think it looks like the bike is solid. So they're taking a lot out of that. And I'll go even a little bit further. Uh, Josh Grant is spending most of his time in California with the Yamaha dudes. A lot of Brayton's bike has been tuned on the East Coast with the JGR guys. So they're pretty happy because you really never know. You know, often they get maligned for, you know, they're racing in California right now. You should be doing all your work in California. Brayton's been out there, but a lot of his setup came from North Carolina. So they're pretty happy this year, at least, the experiment is working. Because isn't it funny, Weesh, that as much as JGR and Yamaha are on the same page and, that you know, JGR is Yamaha's top team out there, no offense to the cycle trader guys, Rock River guys, but JGR and Yamaha 
are tight. They're still like the the switch to Showa for a couple years ago wasn't didn't go over well, but JGR's like we're doing it on our own. Now they're back on KYB. Now Brayton's got a setup that's let's say a little more JGR friendly versus Grant, who worked with Dino Dan and the Yamaha guys a lot. There's still like some rivalry going on there. It's funny. Yeah, and it goes broader than that. I mean, every team, every brand has had that type of situation. You know, I've heard back in the days, you know, Kevin Windham and Honda, it was like kind of good, but kind of not. Yeah. That he would be beating the factory team. It doesn't always, generally it's good if a guy in the brand does yeah. good. But internally, there's times where they're like, well, wait a minute, we want our motor guy to be known as the best motor guy, not theirs. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And I remember, so, I remember MC, MC in the Chaparral days. You know, um, one time um, Chaparral put Chaparral was doing Jimmy Button's motors and everything when he was teammates to MC. And one time that Chaparral put in their uh, in their ad that they were responsible for McGrath's bike, and oh, the shit hit the fan. You know, it, it, right. it, it's a factory Yamaha. It's not Chaparral, and weird deal. It's a weird political uh, weirdness when it comes to teams and bike brands for sure. Thanks, Brandon. Hey, love the show. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, Weege. Do you think we see, first of all, you don't have any problems with the moves on Tickle and Hill, right? By, by Dunge? I mean, they're fine. No, I don't think so, especially the circumstances really bail them out. I mean, in the end, it got him in through the heat race. There was a qualifying spot, so I don't think anyone can complain. It wasn't for 12. Right. So do we see, yeah. do you think we see Angry Dunge again? Is this going to be, because we, we're all in agreement that someone told him, you after his passive Phoenix, that's he's got to change. Do you think it we see that? It can't be a coincidence, right? It can't, it can't be a coincidence. No, I can't be. No way. Right. So you have to think that you're going to see uh, see it again. Absolutely. It should be that. That makes it even more interesting, no doubt, because RV and Dunge are very close in speed. They've always, well, except for St. Louis, t- 2009, Dunge got a little, or Villapoto got a little out of hand uh, before he broke his leg. Um, they've kept it pretty clean. So it should be interesting to see what goes forward, what goes on from here. Well, as we said uh, a week or so after Phoenix on our on our podcast, is that to me it's it's a matter of that little bit of pressure. Like I think a lot of times those good guys roll up behind Dungey and they're like, I know I can pass them and it's not going to hurt. Or he gets behind them. I can guarantee you when Dungey's behind Chad Reed, Chad's like, no worries, he will not pass. <laughs> right, right. You that can never be good to have your competitors. Have zero fear of you whatsoever. That can't be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, 702-586-7857. We're gonna, still got to give away Fly Racing Roller Grande Gear Bag. Weed, you cannot win. So no. I'm sorry about that. It's $125 value, though. Oh. If you won that, you could eBay that thing for 75 easy. Whew, that's a lot of lunch. Um, and uh, so we're going to give that away, and we give away two tickets to Oakland, courtesy of NFAB. Weege, uh, you uh, you have an orange Jeep. Um, you need to purchase some NFAB parts for it ASAP. They do have some nice uh, uh, Nerf bars and even a front bumper. It looks pretty cool. But you would never lay the money out, would you? Craigslist, that's where I buy my Jeep parts. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. Hey, uh, Weston Pike was very good at Anaheim, too. Uh, battle with Josh Hill. I, I think you wrote that this week on Racer X. Was that, did you write that column? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just you and I were sitting next to each other. It's like most of the time you're watching the battle up front, but anytime you check on those guys, yeah, they were still close. Yeah. They never got apart. What do you think in this field that is deep? Uh, that that trademark courtesy of David Villeman, Um What's Pike's high end like? Do you think he could get he could do better? I mean, can he, get a, can he beat 
Dunge and Brayton and I mean straight up? Mm, I don't think so. And, no. and like I said, the, the problem is here just the number. Right. Like that was probably a top five level ride, but he gets seventh because look at who finished in front of him. Yeah. And this is with a few guys missing. I mean, now Millsaps has said he'll hopes to be back in Atlanta, and Kennard hopes to be back in Dallas, and Tomac's probably week to week. We might even see Tomac maybe as quickly as Anaheim 3. So, if anything, the window's going to get smaller um, to try to get fifth. I mean, I think he's riding unbelievably well, but, uh, oh, you've added Brayton now to that list. I mean, he's, he's shown that he can run the pace at least these last two weeks with that front group. So, yep. it's a lot of numbers to overcome. I mean, do you really think Weston Pike's going to just straight up hold off a Dungy or James Stewart or somebody like that in a 20-lap duel, it just doesn't seem likely, I wouldn't think. People forget when, when, when RV and Dunge went down, um, uh, they got up right behind Brayton, basically, mm-hmm. both of them. And they could not catch the guy. They couldn't catch the 10. Yeah, and they had fallen, and sometimes you don't get your pace back. But also, Brayton, he was not in the picture at the beginning of the race. He climbed into that battle. He got up to Reed's. We were tired. At one point, I would say, when he was, say, fifth, they were all kind of in the same spot. He worked his way into that, so he had some, some bright moments. It wasn't even just holding them off. He was getting there in the first place. I mean, he was all over Reed for, for a couple laps. Brave was actually disappointed with that because he's like, you know, no. I was matching the pace of the guy who eventually ended up winning, but I think a lot of that is experience. Um, Reed, Reed can see the moments. Mm-hmm. you know, potentially happening where I think Brayton didn't really know exactly what to do in that situation. Racer X Online's Jason Wygant on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB Jeep and Truck Products. Let's go to Brad. Brad, what's up, man? Thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Uh, just, uh, I want to talk about confidence. Confidence is a huge part of uh, any sport or it's part of anything that you do. Uh, and uh, what I, I noticed most about any uh, successful racer is their abundance of, of confidence. And uh, I want to get your guys' take on uh, who's got confidence, who has the easiest, um, is able to hold that confidence despite uh, some hard ride, like uh, tough rides, and uh, who's struggling for confidence, who's uh, having a hard time maintaining that drive or that, uh, that feel-good mentality that you need to be successful. Um, not a bad question, Brad. I think uh, Barsha has got to be wondering what's going on. Brayton, yeah. ha- Brayton has to be full of confidence. Chad Reed can never be knocked, or, or James Stewart, Ryan Villapoto. Those guys, I don't think, I don't know if they ever get knocked down in the confidence meter. But uh, if you're Barsha, why can't you? Got to be wondering what's going on. Yeah, this is going to be a real pivotal weekend. I don't think he can have any more of these before it really starts to swirl. And I think all of us are responsible for it, too. You know, the fans and folks like us, you know, you just are eventually going to pick up that vibe. You can't hide forever. Uh, I think a lot of times... Yeah, when, when does that become, like, frustrating for him to the point right. where he's like, hey, I'm supposed to be the guy, and I'm not the guy. Am I not the guy sort of thing? Like, am I not as good as everyone thought I was? I think you see why um, a lot of times riders don't give us what we want as far as, like, trash talk quotes and all that, and even teams, you know, you don't see team managers act like NFL coaches and screaming in riders' face very often. I think a lot of times they know that the worst thing you can do, these guys are all working hard. You're not going to get Barsha to work harder. That's not the problem. So I think the team guys try to pretend it's not an issue. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Right, right. Uh, yelling at them only makes it worse. They try to be very gentle, but his standards are high. We all expect him to do well, you know, fans and, and media and, he, and the sponsors, and he knows that. It's I don't think he can do it a few more weeks 
before it really starts to become hard to pull himself out of it. Uh, yeah, it's, and, uh, it, well, it can't go much longer. Right? It can't go much longer before you're wondering what's going on. And another thing to keep in mind, Brad, let's say Barsha struggles a little bit more with his confidence in his riding. Kennard comes back and starts beating him right out of the box. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Going to be ugly around there. And, and Going to be ugly around there. And, and that's for uh, a Trey Kennard gets him a, uh, a whole bunch of confidence on the same topic, and him being able to, if he's able to match the same times as Barsha, or if 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 not actually go faster than at the practice track, he'll be coming into whatever round he, he comes back at with uh, a little bit of skip in his step. Yeah. What about a guy like uh, Jake Weimer? I know I saw him at Milestone uh, right before A1. He looked like he had just lost his dog. Um, and uh, he was uh, looking like he was struggling to uh, kind of keep it together a little bit despite having now working with uh, Mr. Lawrence there. Yeah, Jake's Jake's a weird, a little bit of a weird guy that way. He's not, not scared to put it out there emotion wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's his heart on his sleeve a little bit more than say like the uh the stone faced look of a Ryan Villapoto who just uh wants to demoralize. I say it all the time. I remember there's the a guy who used to run in a four who looked a lot like that sometimes. It's the qualities that you'd like in a buddy or a person don't necessarily work like you know, we've heard Chad Reed get beat down by Carmichael and Stewart over and over and over and he would never actually say that, that happened and we'd be like Come on, dude. Just admit they were faster. <laughs> it gets really annoying. But the problem is once you start admitting that, you have problems. And I think Weimer's a good enough dude to be realistic and sometimes say, I sucked when he sucked. And he really takes that to heart. That's nice of him to be realistic and honest, but it's not good for the confidence. Yeah, it's not, not good. Not sometimes it's something that you need as a top-level motocrosser. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, I, would really, I, I need a new uh, gear bag. Uh, My current one's Ojo. You, we can't. We can't do that. You, 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 we're picking random. We can't go beggars, Brad. Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Keep trying, though. Love you, buddy. All right, thanks. Um, we just can't do that. We can't award that to just begging like that. Can we? <laughs> why, why are the tickets based on one on, yeah. on a story and the gear bag is not? Maybe it's because he's too close. He's a friend of the show, maybe. No, no, not at all. No? Oh, know. was that Brad? That was Brad Gebhardt. Oh. Eh. No? No, no, nothing to do with that. No. All right. Uh, hey, Weege, did you know Fly Racing? Uh, they designed the race where to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle? Uh, no, tell me more about that. Yeah, they, they have no nice, unnecessary distractions. They have straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. Did you know Fly, Motors, Fly Racing products are distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports? And it's flyracing.com. And Jason Thomas works there? I've heard none of this before. Mm, now, now you know. NFAB Jeep okay. and Truck Products, n-fab.com. If you've got a Jeep... Like, why again? You got a truck. Uh, search them out, n-fab.com, and uh, support them. They're associate sponsor of Justin, Justin Brayton and JGR Yamaha. No coincidence, NFAB gets on board with Filthy Phil and Justin Brayton, and Brayton's killing it. Yes, I'm sure that's why. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so where do you, where do you have Tomac fitting in when he comes back? Like, this is weird. We never really saw what he like could do. He got, I think he was second or third in time practice. At A one, he was right up. Yeah, there. well, that's that's not nothing. You know, that was impressive. He no. was right there. Where I see him fitting in right now is for a straight jacket. Can you imagine Ken Roxon leading the points and already has a win? What Tomac is thinking right now? I know, right? I have him in a padded room. Uh, you know, if, if Filipoto went out and went three and zero and was already dominating, or Stewart or somebody like that, that's one thing. But this is a guy who you know Tomac's like, well, I can beat him. I've already done it. <laughs> right, right. I beat him down all summer long. 
Yeah, yeah, and they, you know they raced this time of year last year in 250 Supercross. There was really no doubt. Tomac was a, a level above, um, at, oh, you know, the early in the season. So Tomac's got to feel like this could have been him. It's got to be a real bummer. Yeah. So where do you have him in? Do you have him in the mix, podium mix? Yeah, I think he'll be okay because they're obviously taking this very cautiously. I think he's already riding, but he's not going to race this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I think when when he does come back, the health won't be an issue, and he hasn't lost a tremendous amount of time. You know what I mean? We're only talking about three or four weeks and apparently not super gnarly injuries. So <clears throat> I don't think it'll be a big problem. I think he can, I, think he can, I don't expect him to win right off of that, mm-hmm. but I think he'll get in, have a good run, and then, you know, maybe the second or third week, you'll see him where he would have been already, which apparently could be good enough to win if, if his peers are doing it like Roxon. Yeah, that, wouldn't that be something, huh? Um, all right, let's get to Jeff. Jeff, what's up? You've been on hold for a while. What's happening? Hey, guys. Um, kind of building on Brad's question. i got a couple questions, but uh, if memory serves correct, except for uh, Dungy's 250 days with RC, Dungy's kind of always been the man uh, in his class, on his team. And with Roxon's early success, I'm curious as to what you guys think the dynamics are going to be as the season progresses uh, through Supercross and even outdoors between he and Roxon uh, and the truck. Interesting question. Yeah, we, talk- we touched on this, I think – I don't know. I did one of these stupid shows I do. We, uh, we talked about it. Um, it it's going to be interesting, no doubt. I know when Brett Metcalf was teammates with Ryan Dungey, I asked him, hey, so what's it like working with Dungey, and how's that go? And he's like, mm, yeah, we don't really talk. We don't really do much. <laughs> he, we watch video together, but we don't really really do much at all. So this will be good. And, and you know, there's no doubt that Roger DeCoster is, is Dungey's guy. I mean, he's, he brought him from right. the B class and – he was his only manager for, for until that, you know, except for that one year when, when Dungey immediately jumped to KTM to follow Roger. But there's also no doubt that things are probably a little tense with Roger and, and Ryan over the comments that Roger made at the Motocross the Nations. I would think that that's a little bit in the back of Ryan's head. And now, of course, Kenny Roxon, he, he's not, I mean, he's going to be the guy. If he stays at KTM, his contract's up. But um, yeah, we just yeah. should be an interesting dynamic going forward to see how this turns out. Yeah, Will, and uh, you got to throw in that other weirdo factor of Roxon being the during-the-week partner of Villapoto, which is kind of matters even more. It's like a soap opera right now. Um, I think it's okay at the beginning of the season like this. It's so mixed up. Any one of those six or seven riders probably can leave the race saying, well, I'm the man. You know, Roxon's the points leader. Dungey can say, I had the lead. If I hadn't fallen, I would have won. Mm-hmm. Villapoto knows he crashed twice. He's probably saying, I could have won all three. Reed obviously won the race. Stewart's closing back in in points. So I think right now everyone thinks they're good enough, but seasons have a way of filing into a pecking order, uh, mm-hmm. and depending on where that is, that's what's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, these, things, these things never work out. They never work <laughs> out. I mean, they worked out, in, they really in, don't. They worked out in the 80s when these guys were making 100 grand each and no one, there was no entourages. Uh, they don't work out now. Uh, two guys going for the title like that. It's, it's an interesting thing to look forward. Weimer's contract is up. Uh, Villapoto's only maybe got another year or two. Roxon's contract is up. He's, wet. he's, in, he's in with Baker. He's in with the Cowie. Uh, if you don't think that Roxon has gotten on the Cowie or will get on the Cowie at some point, then you're high or drunk or both. Yeah, so, no so this should be interesting to see going forward. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another question. I've never been near Oakland, but over the past few years, uh, seemingly common responses on the message boards about how it can be a bit sketchy in and around the stadium, coming to and from. Curious if uh, you guys have had any experiences like this or what your thoughts are well, uh, on that perspective. There's no doubt, Jeff. Uh, guess who's not going this weekend to Oakland? That would be yourself. <laughs> uh, Jason Wygett. 
Oh, why it's G- not? Guess, uh, guess who? Weed. Guess who else isn't going? Kevin Windham. And just to <laughs> com- and just to oh, com- really? and just to complete the trifecta, Ricky Carmichael also will not be there. So really, it, okay, yeah. Uh, Wyndham's got Wyndham's so- got something going on with his family. Uh, RC is going to be in the arena cross. Um, and what? Why again? I don't know. What? What you? You're just not going. Well, when we're on the West Coast. That's the chance to have. Like uh, our, our guy Aaron Hansel and Aaron Hansel is an hour away, so he can cover that and Racer X can save themselves a six hundred dollar plane ticket for me going. So there you go. That's very generous of you, Weege. I have not. Uh, I have not any problems with uh, Oakland at all. Um, nothing at all. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a beat down stadium though. Oh my God, is it beat down? But I mean, you know, the Oakland Raiders play there, so when I'm on the field, I can smell the excellence. You know, so. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Well, one last. Nothing but the stadium. If you just go to the stadium, you're okay. If you make a couple wrong turns and end up a mile away in the wrong direction, that's when you're in trouble. So just don't do that. That's all. Interesting. Okay. Well, one last thing. I'm an Ohio guy. Grew up watching Swink. Um, seen him ride many times uh, in and around Ohio, PA, Michigan, whatnot. And his call in last week on the show was um, interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that uh, is somewhat heartbreaking and somewhat um, uh, extremely entertaining, both on the same side. Um, and uh, that's about it. Just wanted to share that with you guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you, I uh, love the show and listen every week. Thanks, Jeff. Um, maybe another Brian Swink appearance coming up, though, so stay tuned. Uh, Mike, you want to talk about the attendance and the 250 Supercross class? Yeah. Um, all over my imagination, but is there possibly too many races at Anaheim and this you know, watching on TV, it didn't look like there was a lot of people in the stands last week. Very uh, light attendance, Weech. Absolutely, yeah, you're right. It was uh, it was strange. I don't know if I've ever seen it that empty, but I don't know if you can blame it on too many Anaheims. This is only the second one. What are we going to have uh, next yeah. weekend? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Was, yeah. was weather a factor? Was it cold out there? No, I mean, I was, it was, I was shocked. Nice I mean, I go to, as I've ever I go to seen Dallas every Anaheim, year. I go to St. Louis. Which, I don't know what to say. Uh, don't forget, um, boy, these uh, renovations that they had to do at Dodger Stadium last year. Boy, yeah. they're the longest running <laughs> renovation yeah, process. They we, ran a whole. They played a whole state, uh, season for the Dodgers during these renovations. They got a hockey match there this out. weekend. Yeah, because Supercross was coming back to Dodger. That wasn't going to be. The, That's what they said. Right. That's what they said. <laughs> right. Now, uh, interesting. Uh, good point of view, Mike. Uh, the attendance was light. I don't know why. I, I, I've seen light attendance at Anaheim 3. I don't know what is going on with Anaheim 2. Uh, we'll see. Someone had mentioned to me that they were trying different ticket prices. They were doing oh. some flex ticket prices, much like what we see the big four sports uh, sporting teams do. So maybe that hurt. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how A3 turns out. And A3, by the way, is, is an earlier starting time. We each remember that. Oh, yeah. It's watching right. here. Yeah. I'm watching the Central, and, and it's tough to stay up for 1230 watch the races. That also has to be hurting our TV coverage on the East Coast. It, it's it's definitely something that uh, that hurts it for sure. Um, you know, it's nine o'clock or whatever. It's ten o'clock uh, East Coast where the most population live. Thanks, Mike. Right. All right. Thanks, um, Evan. What's going on? You got a question for Jason Wygant? Hey, Steve. Hey, Wygant. Um, hey. I just had my theory undone. I don't think anybody talked to him. I think he probably watched this is Spinal Tap during the week and. Perhaps turn the dial up to eleven for a two there on Saturday. Uh, could be, yeah, maybe. Could be, yeah. <laughs> All right, and, uh, real... watch out for Stonehenge. <laughs> my real question is about Villapoto. Um, when he has a couple bad weeks, I mean, it looks like he had the speed 
in A1, and he, and he you know, fell and probably played it smart and uh, took a fifth or fourth, fourth is what he got. And then he definitely made it look easy at Phoenix. And then having an off night at A2 like he did over the weekend, does, does he, we often compare him a little bit to the way RC used to be, and does he, behind the scenes, uh, tend to fly off the handle a little bit the way you guys talk about RC would uh, do? No, not at all. I've never seen it, Weege. Yeah, I think he's pretty good at that, uh, not letting it get to him. I think last year, remember, he really was struggling at the beginning of the year last year. I think that was the first time that I ever heard he was almost getting sad, I think, it was as opposed to angry. Um, Steve, I don't know if you remember, but he was commenting in a few interviews that he has to learn to start having fun again and not be just destroyed if he doesn't win every single weekend. Um, yeah. I think he's had to learn to manage that, but it's not an RC-style uh, anger thing. I've never, I've never heard of that happening. I don't think it really does over there. Uh, I think even when there's been aggressive racing, besides one time at Jason Lawrence, I don't know if he really gets uh, temper tantrum. I don't believe he does. does no, he? I don't think so. And, and, and I think, again, if you're uh, RV, you're not worried. You, 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 you led the first race, you went down. You won the second one coming from 10th. Third one, you were going for the lead, and a weirdo crash happened. I don't think you're worried if you're RV at all. So no, I don't. I don't think like that. You know, it is only round three, like you had said. But now, um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. But uh, what about? I guess that's it. Evan, do you want a gear bag? Hey, that'd be great, man. Do you have a bike and you ride and stuff? Yeah. Well, my my son, okay. my son's doing. He's yeah. getting more more and more into it now, and he just oh, he asked me about a gear bag just recently. Well, there too. you go. Fantastic. What we do on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty shows, we make miracles happen, Evan. That's what we do. Miracles That's come awesome. in the form of many things, sometimes gear bags. Um, oh, I had one. Okay. Go ahead. I had one other comment about you guys during the during the review of A2. You were talking about the, all the guys, the championship, the past, past winners of the championship coming back and how they had that little clip with Bradshaw at Indy. Mm-hmm. At Indy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm the same age as you, Steve, so I remember watching that on TV and everything. And it's funny because I rewatched it on YouTube just, just yesterday, I think it was. And when they showed the mechanics area, Luna's holds the pit board out and says, stinky, 11 laps to go. So I'm sure that made Damon real happy to see that on a pit board, whether or not he read it. Yeah, it was yeah. like a lap or, lap or two after that that he, that could, he endowed over the oh, jump there. We, we could ask Brian about that, but I'm sure he won't remember. <laughs> we'll have a different story. No I'm, sure, no, I'm sure Damon loved it, though, if he yeah. did read it, though. Uh, thanks, sure Evan. Happy. Thanks, Evan, for calling in. You win the Fly Racing Gear Bag. Stay on hold, and Tits will get your information. Cool, thanks. All right. Wygant, thanks, man. Appreciate it. RacerX Online Editor Jason Wygant. We're going to move on to uh, Jason Thomas here. Uh, thanks for your insight. We will not see you at Oakland. Yeah. That's my loss, I'm sure. See you guys. <laughs> see ya. That's uh, RacerX's own uh, Jason Wygant. Let's go on to another Jason. He, uh, he motivated Chad Reed to win this weekend. JT, you, uh, What's happening? you motivated Chad. Congratulations. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know. Well, you know, he, I think he likes to make fun of me as much as possible. So who knows how much you know, yeah. tape played a part in it, or I did. But he definitely, uh, he definitely got me. Yeah, no doubt, huh? Um, um, but hey, whatever. Maybe revenge will be in the works. Who knows? I, ha- I have a feeling revenge will be. Uh, <laughs> yes, will will come raining down on him, much like raining yellow, but yes, right. only different. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you quickly get away from the fly racing guys there at Western Power Sports. And uh, big sponsors of the show, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. I talked a lot of 450s with Wygant, so let's go 250s. Um, okay. Anderson obviously got penalized. Uh, he's, he's no longer in the points lead. Steely's got the lead. 
Wilson's Wilson Osborne, they're thirteen back. Time to panic. Okay. Time to panic. Correct? Uh, it's, yeah, it's not great. I mean, uh, Wilson's obviously further back than that. Um, and for Osborne, yeah, just, uh, you know, they've been in the running, but not really. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, on paper, it looks like they're, they've been in the fight, but if you really look at the, the lap times and, and the margin of uh, victory and all those, all those you know, uh, kind of insider uh, stats, mm-hmm. they really haven't been even even close. So, you know, we kind of said the same thing going into last weekend. They need to win races, and they need to they need to put themselves squarely in this, uh, you know, in the in the title chase by winning, and, and they just haven't done it so far. So, I really at this point, I, I'm not looking. I just don't see much changing, uh, and I'm going to kind of keep that stance until they, you know, until they do something about it. You know, until they they make me see that they can run up there, I'm going to assume they can't. Hey, the Oak, you've raced Oakland a few times in your day. Um, I have, yep. How much different is the dirt? Uh, different meaning better. How much better is the dirt at Oakland, or is it at all? Uh, it depends on the weather before, honestly. Uh, it's, you know, generally they get a lot of uh, light precipita- uh, precipitation up there, but it's going to be dry this year, and uh, typically when it, when it is dry, um, the race that Stewie won, uh, on the Yamaha comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It's pretty slippery. It's uh, oh, okay. So not it's... too much. Yeah, it's not too much different than Southern California. It's a little, a uh, little rocky and a little slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the years we've seen it really good. There's been rain that's kind of softened it up, and I, I don't see that happening. So it's a, it's a special, uh, it's a special place there where the Oakland Raiders play, isn't it? It's uh, special. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm really willing to go with special. I would say terrible would be um, more along the lines of what I'm willing to sign up for. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Hey, um, you write a terrific breakdown column on Racer X. I think it's back, right? Is, is it back now? It is back. Um, yeah, it's back. You, you, you take a look at the writing styles from a more technical point of view, a guy that's, you know, just literally just retired a couple years ago. When I watch Anderson and Sealy race, I see Anderson hanging it, and maybe this is his jersey also, but I see Anderson hanging it out like his jersey, uh, over-jumping stuff, revving his bike like crazy when you watch the GoPros, and I see Sealy Elbows up, very technical. Looks like he's in the right RPMs, uh, hitting all the downsides. Do you do you agree? Did they have quite a different riding style? Yeah, and, and I I would agree with you very much. And I almost think it's it's very similar to what we saw last last year in the West Coast with Tomac and Roxon. I think it's almost a uh, that's true. Good basically, point. the yeah. same exact uh, situation where Tomac was just you know like a ball of fire out there, over jumping everything and revving it, and then Roxon who has gone so far as to kind of make fun of guys that over rev it and, and are pushing that hard. And, and he stated that correct technique and being in the right RPMs are the key to going fast. So I really feel it's, you know, obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, Anderson's won two races by using the method he is, but uh, it's, it's eerie how similar that is in the, you yeah. know, the, the first few guys. Yeah, and also, too, Anderson's a bit taller, Tomac taller, you know, a little bit body style, yep. too, a little bit. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think you know, both both Cole and uh, Anderson are, are, they're both really lean, but they're both obviously pretty tall and well. And if you look at Dean, he's pretty tall. So um, all of them are probably, you know, a bit on the bigger side for a 450, especially as they get older and, and mm-hmm. start to uh, add muscle and weight. If you had to pick right now someone that could get in and challenge Anderson and Seeley, who would you pick? Um, I really feel, and I know this is, this pick has looked terrible so far, but I really think Dino has the speed. I think Osborne does too, but I really think that Dean, if he can sort out whatever he's going through, yeah, his his skill set is is so good 
um, that it's really just, you know, he just needs that breakthrough ride uh, mentally. I really feel that it's mental for him at this point. And his skill set is, is as good or better than anybody on the track. So when you have somebody that's that, is that good, and I know he's putting in the work, so you just have to figure one of these times it's going to click for him. So that's kind of who I would look for to get in there. You haven't been in a title hunt like Dean has and stuff. Well, German, I guess, German Supercross. But the point, the point I'm trying to make is when you're a racer, and you know you you get an arm pump and you're getting a couple of crappy finishes. Now you've crashed back in one race, and you know obviously the, everyone's talking about you being able to win the title. And you went into the season thinking you're the title. How do you get back on track without trying harder, which oftentimes ends up making another mistake? How do you slow down to go faster? How do you relax when you know you're you know you're getting out of this? This thing is slipping away. Is there well? Yeah. Honestly, for me, if if I'm Dean Wilson. I just take a deep breath, and and now at this point, you know it has you know all is not lost, but it, you're certainly not in a position where you need to be worrying about the championship right now. You need to be worried about just riding as hard as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you put yourself in a hole. For me, the pressure should be off. As, as weird as that sounds, um, I don't feel like that. Uh, you know, they're sitting around thinking, how you know, we got to win the championship. I, I really feel like it's we just gotta we just gotta get some results here. So, for me, it would just be, don't worry about it. Let's just go riding. Screw all the points. None of that matters. I've already screwed that up. Let's just go racing. You know, let's, I'm just going to ride as hard as I can. If I, get, if I get fifth or if I get first, whatever. There's no pressure anymore. Just go racing. So, I, I really feel like on this particular weekend, he's in a better spot to do well than he was before just because he can, he can kind of wash that pressure off and say, hey, I've already okay. screwed it up. I might as well just go ride as hard as I can. Really, huh? So it's the opposite approach. Just let it hang out a little bit and see what happens. Well, I really feel that way. I just think that he's put himself in such a hole points-wise. You know, why is he going to stress about points at this point? You know, at this stage of the season and this Mm -hmm. many points down, he's really not in a position to even worry about points anymore. You know, if if you can win some races and get yourself back in there, great, but... You just might as well go work, you know, just try to win. That's all you can really do. There's there's really no, you know, there's no reason to try to guard yourself or not take chances. That, you know, that, that ship's you know, it's not yeah. totally over, but that ship's on its way out of the port. Hey, we had Mitch Payton on the Pulp Show on Monday, and obviously he's biased. He's the team owner slash manager, but he indicated that he thinks Justin Hill can win a race. And Justin Hill rode very, very well on, mm-hmm. at, at A2. Do you think he can win a race? I, I think uh, his riding, yes, I, do, I really do. Um, the biggest thing that I see from him right now is he's not putting himself in a position to win. Uh, it, you know, if if everybody lined up single file and, and he was at the front with the guys, I think, sure, he has, a, he has a chance, but he hasn't yet put himself in any kind of spot where he had a legitimate shot to win. And until he does, we're not, we're not going to be able to answer that question. Uh, the thing that I've seen from both Cole and especially Jason Anderson is they are capable from coming from anywhere in the pack, really, and moving to the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we really haven't seen that from anyone else, not, not to the level that they've done it anyway. Uh, Anderson was literally just pushing people out of the way as fast as he got to them <laughs> right. last weekend, you know, on his way towards Sealy. So yeah. until we see that, that sort of domination over the pack uh, that we've seen from those two guys, you, you have to put them at, you know, as the, as the top two. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Sealy and Anderson have been a lot better than everybody else, haven't they? Like, it's, it's not even funny here. And obviously things can change. We saw Tomac DNF uh, um, a race. We saw Roxon uh, did not qualify. So anything can happen, but – God, the gap is big between those two guys and everyone else. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you watch their lap times in practice, and, and there's really no difference at all, if you know, if any. Um, 
and then you get into the race, and even the heat races seem like the guys are all pretty evenly matched, but then in the main event, it's like, you know, different different riders on the track. So whatever's going on, if it's, if it's the mental side or, you know, those guys are just more prepared for 15-lap race, whatever the situation is, those guys are uh, proving that they are much, much better main event riders than everyone else right now. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. So do you look for more of the same to happen in Oakland until we see different? Should we assume Sealy and Anderson are going to be 1-2 again? I keep thinking that, you know, these guys are going to basically, Dino and Osborne are going to be in the fight, but at this point, after watching the same exact scenario of those two running away from everyone three weeks in a row, I feel like I'd be foolish to not think that it's going to happen again until they kind of prove us wrong. Top fly racing rider this weekend, Weston Pike or Andrew Short? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Andrew. Andrew has way too much experience, uh, you know, I think Weston is is in, is getting better by the day, but I mean Andrew's been there and done that and been a top you know three to five guy for years and years. So have to kind of stick with Andrew at this point. Will we see another air wheelie from Fly Racing rider Jimmy Albertson? <laughs> I hope not, because that means he's in the last chance, and uh, I'd, I'd rather him be ready to go and out of that right. out of the semi. Uh, big busy week at WPS for you this week, big time, big big meetings, and ah, oh, we barely got you on for this show. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, all of our international distributors here this week, so I've been helping to host them. There's like uh, 20 different countries here, representatives from all of them, so it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of chaos around here at the moment. The German guy's like, so, dad, you are slow like date. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, the German guys are a huge part of the, the series over there, so, you yeah. know, there's, there's quite a few of them that I've known and, and raced in the country, so I have an existing has, relationship, so that's been cool. Has anyone brought up the Tate, Tate Reed joke? Yeah, of course they have. Okay, all right, uh, fantastic, good, good. I'm just glad. Yeah, yeah, there's been definitely more than a few, and obviously all of my coworkers every single right. day when I walk in. Right. Yeah. Slow like yeah. JT. I can't um, believe you got here so early for work when you're that slow, stuff, uh, like, you know, stuff like that. The funny thing yeah. is, is like, like, I, like I posted, you're faster than 99% of the world, 98% of the world, let's say. Yeah, and, and honestly, <laughs> if I was insecure about my career, insecure about the things I've done in this sport, I would be yeah. offended, but right. I'm just... It's gonna. I mean, honestly, that's the joke. You know, he would never have said that if he thought I was really bad. Yeah. You know, there yeah. would you would never say that. So, oh, good times. It's all, in, it's all in fun. Yeah, good times. Uh, definitely. Thanks for coming on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show, JT. All right, guys. See ya. Good times, Tits. You have fun. Sure did. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I enjoy the show. Um, you enjoy the money, the the cold the hard mo- cash. The, the money doesn't hurt. Hey, thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Fly Racing, check them out online, flyracing.com. They make much more than uh, gear and helmets, everybody. And NFAB, of course. If you're listening to this, you probably got a truck. So buy from n-fab.com. Associate sponsor of JGR Yamaha. Had a good time this week. Thanks to Jason Wygant. Thanks to Jason Thomas. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. We'll see you next Thursday. Later.